0: Welcome to Stay's Crunchy and Milk. Yes, it's Cleveland's longest running podcast and the place to hang with your internet besties. Got questions or comments? The email address for the show is podcast at stayscrunchyandmilk.com. Crunchy, of course, being spelled with a K. Stay's you can also give us a call or message us at 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. Stay's crunchy. We're available anywhere fine podcasts are and of course at the website crunchymilk.com. please rate review subscribe and share the show wherever possible like apple Podcasts, spotify and youtube and now stays crunchy stays crunchy stays crunchy stays crunchy stays crunchy. Crunchy. crunchy so crunchy. this is
1: something that i meant to bring up on the podcast before and it it, it dawned on me again um was it yesterday yeah. It, no, was it yesterday? Man, I can't remember my, my days anymore. Recently. <laughs> it wa- no, it was yesterday. So I went... Wait, no, it wasn't yesterday. It was. I'm sorry. It was Tuesday. I remember now. It was Tuesday. All right. So Tuesday I went for a walk on my lunch break. Nothing crazy, because like, I, I didn't feel well Monday when I got back from the trip, which you will all hear about later on in the show. But... um. Yeah, I didn't feel well Monday, and I think part of it is because my body is adjusting to the new blood pressure medication. So basically, I'm off. My body's been offloading the one that I was taking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess for those that don't know, I'm, I've been on two blood pressure medications because my blood pressure is so high right now while I'm losing all this weight, and the one of the blood pressure medications was making it so that I was getting like a dry cough. It was basically drying out mucus membrane in my throat and making it so I was having a harsh cough. And so uh, when I saw my doctor a couple weeks ago, he switched me off of that one and put me on to a different one. So that basically means and they they do similar things but in a different way. So basically my body went from like processing the two every day and they were fully up like loaded, working through it. They were on like humming like a well machine. I wasn't getting funny feelings anymore, any of that shit. Well, then all of a sudden I had to stop taking the one and then start onboarding the new one. So now my body's kind of like losing the buildup of the one it had while it's trying to build up the new one. And so sometimes now I get funny shocks again, like in like, and I know this is going to sound, people are going to be like, oh, the doctor or hospital. But no, it's like every now and again, I'll get little tingles or everything with my body's kind of, it's like watching an anime and you're seeing someone power up and they're unlocking chambers in their body. It kind of feels like that where like sometimes I'll get like a little jolt or like I'll feel like tingly for a minute or a little weird. And part of it's like my body's processing the new medication. And it, yeah. they said it takes three to six weeks for your body to fully build up the medicine in your system so that it like just runs normal. And so like the one thing though my doctor did tell me when I got that was like to monitor my blood pressure medication cuz he says this one does a similar thing but it doesn't do it as well as the other one so my blood pressure could go up a, a little bit. Yeah. But there ain't nothing I can fucking do about that like other like monitoring is you know good but like if it goes up a little bit he already told me it's going to happen so what am I supposed to do about that you
0: know? Fair. Other than
1: continue losing weight and try to eat better <laughs> like you know uh it is what it is but so, um, I didn't, I, I went for a walk on Tuesday, but I didn't go for like a really strenuous walk. I went more for like a 30 minute walk rather than like a 45 to hour marathon. For me, that's a marathon. Yeah. So, like a half hour one for me is an abridged version. So, I went for an abridged walk. And it was basically, I just walked down my neighborhood, the couple, like to the park, and then cut back through. It did like a, a giant circle. all in all, it was like well, over a mile. Okay. And, um, it was, like, it was like a little less than a mile and a half. And so on the way back, I, um, I have to cross the street at a certain point to get more towards like the direction of where my street is. And so I was walking through the street and there's just something in the feeling of walking in the street in a quiet neighborhood that makes you feel like you're a kid again. I remember being a kid and having that freedom to, like, go out of the house and go ride my bike and play with my friends and go explore and, you know, have, learn to have some independence. Yeah. And just, like, walking walking down the sidewalks all well and good. But there was something about the taste of that freedom of when you were in the street and you didn't have to worry about getting run over. It, it has a different feeling about it. Like, it feels like you're kind of, like, being a rebel. Uh, like, like you're testing boundaries and like, I, I think part of it too, for me, at least it was because I used to play a lot of street basketball and like sometimes we play like street football and stuff. So like I spent a lot of time on the, on the side streets and in the streets doing sports. <laughs> so it was just like, I don't know. It's like, I came off that sidewalk and I walked down the, down the actual street for a little bit. Cause I, I kind of cut diagonally and I took my time getting back to the sidewalk on the other side. Cause like I said, we're in a quiet neighborhood. So, I don't have to worry about, like, cars barreling down every 30 seconds. So I, I just took that moment, and it was just, like, I felt that feeling for a minute. And, it, like, it just made me kind of feel calm. and kind of made me, like, miss being young, you know, some. Yeah. And so it was just, like, I, I'm, like, I wonder if other people experience stuff like this with other things, you know? Like,
0: it I could be, like, you, uh... something
1: like a bowl of cereal or you know, just something that like takes you back, like unknowingly, until you're in the moment. You're like, "Oh damn, man, I used to love this."
0: I I had a, a similar experience the other day. I was, where the hell could I have been at? Some old man walked by, and he's he. he had, it was it was a drug mart the other day. He walked. Some old man walked by me, and the way he smelled, snatched me back to the '80s in Tennessee, with my my, my I, I had a friend. I can't even recall names because I was a, I was a little child at that point in time, but. We went to his, he lived in a trailer and we, we lived in a trailer time, but he lived in trailer two and going to his house to play with, uh, Star Wars figures, like the little figures. And I guess that was probably his daddy smell. You know what I'm saying? His, his scent, but that shit snatched me back in time to good 40 some odd years. And I was like, yo, that is a wild, that, I almost wanted to go ask dude what, what he was wearing. So I could like finally know what that smell is after all these years, but I was like, eh. we'll we'll let that go just in case that may be, you know, his personal scent. He don't like to share that data with people. You know, some people like to keep that shit tight, but oh yeah, man, it 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 happens sometimes where your senses, you know what I'm saying? That you hear, you smell, you know what I'm saying? It just, it pull you back. They Somewhere I read somewhere that, uh, scent, scent memory is the strongest of the, 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 the memory, uh, the senses, you know what I'm saying? The one that really can like, pull you back to a moment in time and so i think that it, who knows it might have just been the way the air was that 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 moment when you were out and about you know what i'm saying and and, and the way it sounded you know what i'm saying just like you said just kind of calm and and, and it's funny because it's like your neighborhood is surrounded you know what i'm saying if you were to like go you know look at it from a bird's eye view by a bunch of uh, several really busy streets yeah but it's kind of like is, i
1: live in the village
0: yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting that you're you're just like you know several you know if you went, you know, multiple directions, you could go to a busy street and in, in a direction, but you are within just enough and far enough in that the sound don't quite come all the way over there, and so forth and so on. It's just it's real yeah, chill vibes. It's like
1: a couple of weeks ago, like for a while, for first couple of weeks, I was taking these walks by myself, and this particular walk that I'm referencing in this story, I was by myself. Yeah. Um. But like for a couple first couple of weeks, I was doing these walks by myself, and then like my buddy started joining me. And the first time we did the walk together, we actually ended up going to, like, the busy streets because we were doing something on Pokemon Go. Yeah. And it just so happened that we ended up over there. And walking on the the main road where the traffic is, far less enjoyable than walking in the neighborhood where it's quiet and peaceful. Yeah. It's just fucking chaotic and dirty. And, like, just it made you feel stressed. Walking around back here, like, when when there's, like, cloud cover and the sun's not beating down because, like... I, th- I think this is something too that like I had to explain to my friends in our group chat the other day because they were the conversation came up of uh, people the, what temperature they had their houses set at uh, for the air conditioning because yeah. he said it, my my buddy said he um, went to his sister's house to check on her cat while she was out of town and she had the house set to like sixty six or something or sixty five oh, right. and <laughs> people I know, would, you like, keep,
0: I know you keep it chill yourself but that seems.
1: I keep it at 67 when I, at night Yeah. during, during the day, I it's between 68 and 72 okay. at night. I keep it at 67, but like, so people in the chat were like, Oh, I keep mine at 72. I keep mine at 69. Like there was a varying uh, variance in numbers and in, it was in a range, but like yeah. I had to tell them, I'm like, look, I keep mine at this at night because I'm a fat dude. Fat guys have, higher body heat internally because we're, we're holding it in with our body fat. I'm yeah. like, so me, I run hotter than like a dude who's like 180 pounds, you know? And it's not not that we were arguing about what's right or wrong or whatever. because <laughs> It's all personal preference. So we all have our own houses for a fucking reason. But I don't think some of them understood the science behind it that like a guy like me, this isn't something that happens when you lose weight is like you, you get colder because you're not, you don't have as much insulation as when you're carrying all the body fat. So, like, for me, like, walking around outside and it's 82 degrees outside, to me, that's hot. So, like, but to some people, that's, you know, they're beautiful, perfect to them. To me, that's, like, just on the border of, like, starting to get uncomfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: I, I run so warm internally already that being out there in what's, you know, milder weather... Overheats me faster than it would someone who's much smaller.
0: I so I as a man who grew up for a very long time with only fans in my house, not no air conditioning, not no AC at all. Oh, only fans, huh? <laughs> I run. I actually run very cool. My kid will come downstairs oftentimes and be like, "Man, you're like will touch me. Be like you're cool to the touch." I it takes me a very long while before I, I get uncomfortably warm just is what I am. I it's, just, it's how I'm built. So oddly enough, I run the opposite. I run very cool. And, uh, that's why winter becomes so problematic for me. Cause it's like, then I'm like, I get out in these streets in winters. I'm like, my whole body be mad. That's why I hate cold. I know people are like, I hate hot because you know what I'm saying? You can't do nothing. You can't just, just, just get naked and it ain't, it ain't enough. You'll still be hot. But for me, I can just sit still. And that's usually good enough to calm my body, cool my body down. Whereas in the wintertime, cold gets up in my bones. I hate it. Fucking hate the cold. I hate winter, man. <laughs> so I, I flip the opposite of you. I run. I run very cool, and therefore I um I I, I don't keep the the air. Uh, so the air at this point is we run it between seventy four and seventy two. Seventy four. I, I, I and and sometimes like the other day, the kid was at their grandma's house uh, washing their cat while the grandma's out of town. Ness was at work. Xander was at work. So it's just me. I had that bitch up at seventy six and was fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's was just it's temperate, you know. But mm-hmm. I know what it is everybody else is like it, it 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 it. I have to you know make sacrifice and make and cool cool the house down. So like at night I I will set around seventy two, and every not again seventy one because it'll you know how it's been like it's been like kind of sticky, humid, and gross. So you know you kind of gotta just do that because just to bring the humidity down. Yeah, we so, just had a
1: downpour over here for the last hour.
0: It just it it came, it spit, it left. It was nothing. It, the rain mm. did not it like it. Literally, just came by and it was gone before I even got a chance to see it or hear it. It was crazy. It, it was outside. The sun it was, it out. was it was dumping over here. That's crazy. Like pure, pure insanity. Like my phone had said, "Oh, it's a storm coming." I was like, "When is the storm coming?" Because we just sat here. We were me and Vanessa sitting here hanging out, and like I didn't hear anything. Didn't, and it didn't see anything, but then my mom called, but her dad was, she was on the phone with her dad at the same time. So It's just crazy that our parents called us at the same time. So I stepped out oh, outside. Really? I'm like, oh, that rain must have walked past, but the sun was out. So I mean, it, it came and went. So like I said, I find it interesting that, uh, that, that our bodies, uh, are so like, nah, man, I'm over here doing this and you over here doing that. And so I just, like, right now I'm drinking a hot cup of tea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, <laughs> I do that more to warm my throat for you, the listener. Uh, and it's currently set at 73 and uh, it's and it's blowing right now it's like right about at the point so it's, there's a bit right here by my feet that I have mm-hmm. to close otherwise I'm just getting bombarded with cold ass air as I sit here plus you can already hear my well you can't hear because it's it's edited out every week but box can certainly hear my computer's fan going right now and uh, so imagine having
1: to hear it right now but there are moments where on, it's on, like on, terribly on. Loud. hold on hold on I'm
0: gonna mute myself I come back and you're like, oh shit, there's a whole ass fan yeah. there. <laughs> it yep. just it becomes white noise to you after a hot second is all. <laughs> so mm. that's why you'll pick up on it if I if I mute the mic and come back, you're like, what the hell is that noise? It's just the computer fan. And and of course, like I said, the the vent right here. If I had them both going at once, it'd be probably just unbearable. Like I said, after a while it'll just be white noise to you because it's just kinda in the background. But mm. you yeah. you know when uh, you mentioned the thing about
1: the smells? I guess if if I had to pick one from my childhood that, like, I remember that Old Spice, they came in the little bottles with the tan little pop cap. Yeah. Because, like, that was, like, my dad would wear that all the time, and I remember they would always come in, like, the Christmas gift packs and stuff. Yep. Yep. It was that and Brute were the introductory clones for us uh, Yep, Yeah, <laughs> us young men.
0: Oh, man. Brute is gross now that I think about it. Old Spice still kind of has a... I just got a little bit of a style to it. A little bit of okay, I see what you're doing there. Old Spice Brute. I don't even know if they, they got to still sell Brute, right? There's got to be old men who that is their scent, right? Brute was like the value cologne, where like you
1: get it in like a gallon container, and like here's your Brute. See you again in three years. Where Old Spice was just like it came in the little clay bottle or whatever. It like had a little bit of a classiness to it, but it was still like affordable. It, it was like. It's like, oh, here's your Taco Bell, or here's your Chipotle. You know, like, both are kind of just like, I ate, but like, one's clearly better than the other.
0: All right, all right here I'm, uh, I'm going to, uh, I just happen to go sit, go check it out. And as you can see, Brute, the legacy continues. <laughs> this is still a thing. <laughs> you can get yourself some deodorant, you can get yourself some uh, some spray deodorant, or you can splash it on. Let's check out the Brute splash. on. classic. All. Uh, it looks like cheap liquor, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can buy this at grocery stores. That's where they have this listed at. Walmart, Walmart. Broke, Rite Aid, CVS, Publix, and Hebb. H-E-B, uh, I believe that's a Texas chain of groceries. Man,
1: they're not even on Amazon?
0: <laughs> what's it? Ooh, what's the ingredients?
1: <laughs> yellow 5? What the fuck do you need Yellow 5 in there for? I'm almost positive it's clear. Right, it's got to be clear. I always just assumed it was green because of the bottle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, it's yellow. Whatever yellow five looks. Oh, we got to see what yellow five looks like. I don't know. Yellow five. Let's see what the shade of yellow five is. (sighs) Oh, interesting. It's literally yellow. It's kind of oranges,
1: though, right? I mean, some of the pictures. I mean, like, granted, I am looking at the screen through your shared for screen, sure, sure. but yeah, like the one in the in the giant container that you have, like, big, yeah. kind of looks like Cheetos. But then, like, a bunch of the ones on the left side that you don't have clicked on just look like lemon.
0: <sighs> well, check you out, yellow number five. We out here, but uh, like, when f- f- tar- do you need
1: to put that into cologne?
0: I don't know why you need to put it in food. I mean, I guess I mean, sort of. You're not wrong there,
1: but like, <laughs> it's in a green bottle. They can't even see it. Like, <laughs> it's not like people are dumping out brood like into another container. I'm like, oh my god, look at the yellow five in here.
0: Look at this brother. You think he, you think he's splashing some brood out?
1: <laughs> he's looking right now down like I gotta fire my agent. <laughs> <laughs> This little girl is like, "Daddy, you really still wear brute?" <laughs> this guy's clearly not a real mechanic because he has no grease on him whatsoever. It's not even
0: that, like, why are you using that particular?
1: How is he going to move the wrench the way he has his hand bent? Like, they, he has no leverage to move that fucking
0: wrench. Also, if you look at those bolts, that wrench is way too big. Way too big for those bolts. <laughs> Everything about this ad. and this and this dude. Look at this kid's sweater. Yeah, that that's a gross my... sweater. This kid, that man's not wearing brute. That sweater's like.
1: <laughs> I like, 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 I know, like, they have a real basic ass, like, background here too. Like, brute is clearly just holding on. Like, they're doing enough
0: to get by. I hey, hear your options: the cologne, the aftershave, or the splash on. We're really spl- fucking
1: wrecking our chances at a brute sponsorship right now.
0: Uh, I'm not, hey, I'm not gonna. I, I'm. I, who knows? Like I said, from, from maybe Brute Splash On is the smell that I told you I recognized the other day. I, I'm uns I'm unsure. See, not, For not. more
1: information regarding the voluntary recall of Brute aerosol spray product, please click here. <laughs> <laughs> now, See, now,
0: yes.
1: all the space has some fire-ass commercials, like the ones with uh, Dion Cole. Fantastic. Yeah. Like, the ones they used to do with the dude on the horse and and all that shit, fantastic. Old Spice, like, fucking knocks it out of the park with their marketing. And even their website looks, like, more modern than the... Like, the brute one looks like it was made on, like, GeoCities back in, like, 2001. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bruh, but look, the old school, it's still here. You can still get you some Old Spice. Oh, yeah, the little spritzer bottle? Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There,
1: there was the spritzer bottle... Then there was the one where it Just was like look. it had the little plug tab cap and you would pop yeah. it off, take it, Shake put it. your finger on the tip, kind of like pull it up and then put it back down and pop the cap back in. <clears> then <throat> you would have to take your finger and kind of dabble it around your neck and shit. So
0: I, 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 I'm, I'm more of the the puffy combs method of, of, of cologne at this point. You're saying I don't know if you remember you uh, spray and walk into it or something. Yes. You spray it and walk through it as opposed to spraying it directly on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Puffy taught me that lesson on, on, uh, making a band. <laughs> yeah, but he probably learned that from Farnsworth. Oh, I don't doubt that, 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 that Bentley Lee I, I, I put him on the game, but Hey, that's what a good, uh, get the uh, Butler's for, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my gosh. You let me know what spice, what, what scent y'all wearing, or I uh, have an expectation of that'll be your, uh, your show question for the week. You know what I'm saying? What's your, what's, what's this, what smell? If you are a, a gentleman, what smell are you wearing? Ladies, you too. Like what's your actual, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I guess at, at this point, my smell currently is my deodorant, which is, uh, I think dove for men. <laughs> uh, and, uh,
1: yeah, I, I don't, don't know. own any cologne. Uh, um, yeah. I guess like maybe I have a, like a couple, like a bottle or a spray can of Axe around here somewhere that like, I think it's in my travel bag. Yeah, but like otherwise I, my deodorant it's just kinda like whatever I'm comfortable with, it's like on sale. Yeah. So like I, I have um I think I have some speed stick upstairs, and then I have something in a gray, probably, it's probably like degree or something like that.
0: I hadn't bought a I hadn't bought a, a scent in years. Not since I was like married, you know what I'm saying? And and that's and I, it's probably kinda shitty to uh my current partner. But she I mean I don't also don't think she's too into smells like that. But who knows? Maybe she is. Maybe maybe at some point we'll hit up the old department store and be like, "What do you think about this?" And, and and see if see if she has a smell. She might uh, uh appreciate me rocking. So, I but. um I was using
1: these uh, disinfectant wipes to wipe some stuff down in my room yesterday, mm-hmm. and they were they were coconut scented, and I was just like, "Man, I fucking bang heavy with coconut. Like, <laughs> I think I would like to smell like coconut." When I walk you think there
0: might be a smell you could you could you could wear? You think it'd be good on you? Because remember, like if that's the problem, I'd be, to, I'd be willing to try. That's the problem. It's like it's like what 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 works with your body chemistry. You know what I'm saying? It could turn out you and coconut. You might enjoy it as a smell to inhale, but you might not. It might not work right with your sweat. You know? That's Maybe the problem I just need that. to look at
1: coconut like air fresheners then, because the coconut f- scent that they put into those disinfectant wipes
0: is fantastic. Nice. Nah, but you, you know how I get down. Every every smell I go for is, is is blue. It's always the the fresh smell. That's what I'm going for. It's the smell of, you know, the car freshener I have right now. It's the, my oh, wait, it's like fresh a, it's linen? Yeah, it's used, almost always fresh linen or, or it's called something that, that's the smell I I, I get down with. That's and usually so, what
1: I go for. It's because it's basic. Like, it's not like too pungent for people, like overpowering. It's, it's, but a it's clean. But it still makes the room, like, yeah, yeah. feeling fresh. Yeah. And that's why I like the coconut is like, Coconut isn't like excessively fruity, but it adds a little juge to the yes. ambiance.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, I, I can get down with that. Vanessa, uh, what what oil was she using? Like, if I, it was a vitamin E oil, but it had like a, a cocoa butter kind of hint to it. So she always kind of smelled like a, a candy bar for a hot second there. <laughs> like, she smelled like a little bit like a chocolate bar. I think yeah, I, I mean, it. I could get down with a woman who
1: smells like a mounds. <laughs>
0: Uh, but not an Almond Joy, really. What's that about, man?
1: i you be fine either way, honestly. <laughs> sometimes you feel like it does, sometimes you don't.
0: Uh, solid. <laughs> <laughs> to make it out the ice-cold streets of the city, you better have a Christopher Word game witty. You better have a dance game similar to Diddy. Or play b-ball above the rim like Smitty, Joss, Chris, Bosh, Paul, Gasol, or any other nigga that ball and tall. I used to sell it white as Paul Wall. Gave my young boy three of them in the mall. And he gonna bring them, bring me back. He gonna bring me 75K back tomorrow. You know what big about? You know what big I do. Ice water in my vein, veins, heart pumping igloo. I'm familiar with the money, so who the fuck is you? What the fuck you do? Where the fuck you from? Who you knowin'? Somebody get this nigga. I don't know him. And I'm about to jet off on his ass like a Boeing going, 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 gone song. Hello and welcome to it. It's states right, Milk. It's Cleveland's longest running podcast. It's episode. Ooh, I didn't pull. I didn't pick anything for episode 505. We're going to do it live. People 505 first thing pops up. Ah, let's see. Uh, apparently some Arctic monkeys lyrics. So it's episode 505 and I don't know what the Arctic monkey sounds like. <laughs> but they have a song apparently called Five Hundred Five, so that's what's up. Uh,
1: I have heard an Arctic Monkey song back in the day. I th- it was something romantic, I think.
0: Fair enough. You know, hey, if you enjoyed Arctic Arctic Monkeys Five Hundred Five, you let me know. You know what I am saying? Uh, oh, and just in case, uh, just, just in case that didn't feel, that didn't scratch rich, the area code for Five Hundred Five is uh, uh, New Mexico. So, word up uh, to a good chunk of New Mexico. Area Fifty One uh, on on the line. <laughs> I am your host in Taylor, 713. Join us always by my best friend. It's uh, Lunchbox 2099, the big homie. Uh, to so week. you can go have no ant this week, so settle down. <laughs> so
1: I picked this uh, for a reason and based on what we talked about earlier. And I'm only going to read half of the, of the lyric because there's some words near the, uh, the bottom that I'm, I'm not allowed to say as a white man, so Uh, You all understand. I feel like fucking something, but we could be corny. Fuck it. Sugar, I ain't no dummy dummy. I like to say, what if? But if we could just kiss and just cut the rubbish, then I might be onto something. I ain't giving you one in public. I'm giving you hundreds. Fuck it. Something we just got to get into. Sign first, middle, last on the wisdom tooth.
0: Right. now. who is it? That's Doja cat. Okay. Okay. Very good. Young Miss Doja. Uh my mind this week is uh the song is Ric Flair. It's by Killer Mike. It's off the album or mixtape Pledge 3. Uh that song is amazing. You should listen to it end to end cuz it starts of course with a, with a, with, a, with a Ric Flair. here. I'm going to find you I'm gonna, I'm going to read you a little bit of uh Ric Flair's uh lyrics because it's so good. That song is so good because it, of course opens with some some uh, some some Rick Flair uh, talk <laughs> and so if you know and love you some uh, some Rick Flair god bless I'm glad he's still with us this one this one of these things he did when he you know say he he would talk so much smack back in the day on wrestling and so of course it's Rick Flair saying I'm going on tour and I'm going to show anybody out there that thinks for one second that maybe I'm second guessing myself that I'm the greatest of all time ever and ever one surprise one surprise Woo! i'm back and then it goes into that verse that i just spit to you it is so good bro to make it out the ice cold streets of the city that's song, rick flair r-i-c-f-l-a-i-r go look it up it is on spotify it is in the videos on youtube you will love it trust me on that uh Standard show, pretty much. Standard show fair. You know what I'm saying? I got an Ohio news story for you, which is actually a follow up from, uh, probably the last couple of weeks of news, but I, I, I want to talk, uh, discuss it, discuss that, uh, uh, you know, or at least tell you the listener about it. Cause apparently it was, it was a big deal national news kind of situation, what we was voting on in this state the other day. And, uh, we got some the assholes and so forth. So on Box is going to tell us about his week and his, his, uh, his, his travels. And, uh, we'll get you right out of here. It'll be lovely, people. Promise you. Unless we start talking about Pokemon again, because we really went hard on Pokemon this past episode, bro. We went hard on Pokemon Go. but it was it was a, it's a good game, man. You really should be playing it if you enjoy playing it and, and want to get some steps in uh, while the weather's still step worthy. Uh, this is from the good people of uh, uh, Cleveland. Uh, Scene, Cleveland. Uh, Madeline Feinig is on the uh, byline. Issue one reaction shows Ohio Republicans searching for someone to blame after loss. Ohio Senate President Matt Huffman, Republican of Lima or Lima, I don't know, uh, reportedly said there wasn't enough time to plan the yes campaign, even campaign, even though his party put forth the issue and set the timeline. <laughs> Ohio voters oh, Ohio voters soundly rejected issue one, a ballot measure that sought to make it harder for citizens to amend the Ohio Constitution. through future ballot initiatives as of 10 a.m. August 9th, the final numbers for the state show uh, one million seven 1,744,094 no votes and 1,315,346 yes votes. That's a 57.01% of the state voted to preserve the current rules, allowing citizens to amend the Ohio constitution with a simple majority of 50% rather than the 60% Republicans, 60% Republicans were pushing to try and keep voters from passing. were are trying p- pushing to try and keep voters from passing an abortion amendment in November. The morning after defeat, those Republicans are blaming the results on out-of-state donors, campaign time, and the radical left. Out-of-state dark money, special interest groups, including a Swiss billionaire, just spent millions of dollars in Ohio to deceive voters into not passing Issue 1, said Peter Range, Ohio's Right to Life chief executive officer. Ohio Right to Life was heavily involved in the campaign with Republicans to pass Issue 1. Republicans even tapped the anti-abortion group's president, Michael Gondakis to argue in favor of the issue during the state's only televised debate on the election. Through the, through report, repost on Twitter, Gondiakis hinted that Democratic poll workers were to blame for a result in some northern counties. <laughs> While conceding defeat, Ohio Senate President Matt Huffman, again, the guy from Lima, reportedly said there wasn't enough time to plan the guest campaign. Again, even though his party put the issue forth and set the timeline. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose, the state's top election official who stumped hardest for issue one, blamed the radical left during a post-defeat appearance on Fox News. You're right. The other side prevailed. LaRose admitted the all out assault on Ohio was coming from the radical left. I mean, look at the tech billionaires from California, and New York that funded the no campaign. Both sides benefited from out of state of money during the issue one campaign, including Republicans. Ohio Democratic Party spokesperson Reeves Oyster released a statement, a simple statement about LaRose after the race was called. Frank Frank LaRose is Ohio's officially Ohio's biggest loser, Oyster said. Abortion rights advocates now have a clearer path towards solidifying reproductive autonomy in the Ohio Constitution. A petition to get reproductive autonomy in the on the Ohio Constitution made it to the November ballot as of July 25th. Because issue one failed, it will only take a simple majority of 50 percent plus one vote. To solidify or jeopardize abortion access in the state. Dr. Anita Somani, an OBGYN in Columbus, who in part who is part of the collective effort at Ohio doctors to defend abortion rights, released a statement in response to the election results. Like Ohio voters, physicians overwhelmingly agree that women should be able to make their own decisions about pregnancy and contraception and abortion. Somani said the anti abortion lawmakers who pushed issue one should stop trying to take away the rights of all of women and all Ohio voters. This is a wake up call to show up in November. This is originally a published in city beat, which is seen sister paper down in Cincinnati. Uh, I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, and here I am wrapping it up because it occurred and said it happened. But if you saw the map of how this was voted, it's all of the North of Ohio. And I mean, from probably like almost from edge to edge. So that is Toledo And the Toledo metropolitan area and the Cleveland metropolitan area, all of Columbus, all of Dayton, all of Cincinnati. But then there's this little bitty spot on the map down in what is basically the the Appalachia part of Ohio that also voted no on issue one. And my son was talking to me about it today. and He was like, them people was out here thinking about the future. They was like, they ain't ever gonna take my guns from me on some bullshit. So they knew what it was. So they was like, hell <laughs> no, I'm voting no. He ain't gonna fuck up this constitution here, which I just had to laugh about. They go, You're probably right. They probably actually was, you know what I'm saying? Thinking with good sense, unlike a good chunk of the state. But the thing is, if you just look at, if you look at the parts of the state that voted and thought about it just for a little bit, it's more like 80% of the state lives. I know it's a lot of land between here, there and there, but most no, don't nobody live there. Ohio be blank in most places. We are a city like not not just we, like almost everywhere on the planet. Most of the people live near large cities, which are usually near bodies of water. That's just how we as humans have grown. Land don't vote. And I understand. And I don't understand why people are like. This is that it's it's unfair that, that that the people in the cities have more say than the people in the rural areas. It's just more of us. It's not that we have more say. There's just more of us voting, and it's weird that people just don't seem to get that 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 little bit of uh the situation, man. Uh, I am uh I'm I'm of course glad that this this issue fell, and not 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 because I'm like again I told you before it's not some it's just, I'm running rough rough shot for you know saying. A portion. I just, I'm, I, it's just, I know that this was a setup for further out to prevent us from making constitutional amendments in the state. And they're like, it should be as hard to make a constitutional amendment in the state as it is the new one at the federal level. And I'm like, no, it shouldn't be. We're small. We're a state. State level shit should be more simplified and easy to do. And so that's how we're going to end up with, that's how we will end up with legal marijuana legal uh recreational marijuana in the state it's how we're going to enshrine uh reproductive rights into the constitution of the state we're gonna we do these things because we we can you know set out ballot initiatives that don't require you know a, a, a wacky wild number of people to to agree to to uh sign off on it and that's okay that's actually kind of good that we in this state can and can can Overrule the, the bullshit of our current uh, legislature, legislature, which is of course gerrymandered to shit, because they've set themselves up over the years to take power from we the people. And it's, I'm glad I'm glad we are out here trying to snatch it back. And that's that's why I, I celebrate this this victory more than anything else. It is the people who was like, "Nah, bro, you ain't doing this to us this time." And people got out and made a point to vote that way, and I bang with that. So. Anything about voting, Daniel, that you need to to say? (laughs) I'm glad people do it. Hey, man, it's what I don't don't do it as much as I should. I I actually got up. We because Vanessa was like, oh, I got I got to go because she's she's her friends on vacation. She's taking care of her friend's cat and so forth. And uh, she was like, oh, I got to go. I got to take care of this cat. And I'm she's she was going to go to the movies with her sister that night. So she's like, oh, my God, when can we vote? And I went and looked it up. It's like, turns out the polls in Ohio open at 630 in the morning, close at 7 p.m. at night. You can't help. You know what I'm saying? It's just they, they've given us, which is crazy that they let us they, they allow that big a space because, you know, what I'm saying this state's been trying to snatch voting rights back a while now. So I think it's pretty dope that we have such a, a lengthy day to uh to get out and and, and get our vote on. And so me and Vanessa got up and went went over to vote six 30 that morning. And it was popping at our polling place already. It was very busy for that early in the day. And I was super shocked by that. So that was a, that was pretty, uh, pretty good to see. And I was like, okay, I'm glad to see people are out here uh, doing their part to, to, to and to vote. And I saw it was, it was, it was good to see that. So again, we'll see what uh, November brings. And uh, again, it's, it's, a bit easier come November, which is probably why people are so so celebrating. They're like, "Oh man, we can we can we can easily get fifty percent plus one, literally one fifty percent and one vote there afterwards to get uh the, this this uh enshrined in the Ohio Constitution." So, and that's of course why they were trying to stop that. <laughs> They're like, "Hell no! If they get this close, it's going down." So is it an exclude. Oh, how funny! Uh, apparently, uh, Paramore has to cancel some shows. Because, uh, what's her name? Is it Haley? Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Has a a lung infection. Oh, damn. And this person says if you wonder why the word COVID is never uttered in press releases of musicians who are suffering from an illness that makes them unable to perform, it's because COVID 19 is an exclusion for most cancellation insurance because insurers know how huge a risk it is. So basically, they can't go saying, I caught COVID. And I can't perform because that's not going. That means they they, they will be caught out there and have to pay for uh, having skipped a uh, a show. So that's wild. Interesting information to have learned. Oh, Twitter. Sometimes you're useful. <laughs> but you know what it is. First up as always is Tatum, and this week Tatum is uh, box box man. What's going on with you, bro? You went up up the road a bit to 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 Detroit. Well, some slumber, Summerslam action, Ford Field. Is that is that correct?
1: I did take a, a trip up to uh, Detroit again this past weekend, and I have to say I am tripped out after <sighs> having driven to Detroit twice and Columbus once in the last couple weeks. I'm 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 done with driving for a while. I'm good. I'm I'm ready to take a break. I uh, I'm spent. And, don't you, uh, you
0: want to go to Canada though? Go go shopping.
1: Don't you want to go? I mean, at some point when I have money again.
0: <laughs> it's
1: all good. Uh, but um, funny enough, uh, I was like a couple miles from my house on the way back, and I, my uh oil uh, light, well my my change oil and filter alert came on, and my rotate tires alert came on. I was like, oh man, last time I got an oil change was last October, so finally hit that mark, you know, almost 10, 10 months later. <laughs> Which just goes to show you how much driving I've personally done in the last year. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Left, uh, Saturday. Um, and got, like, so, it was a little, little touch and go there for a minute about, like, the, the departure times and whatnot. But, um, hit the road and, uh, not, not a bad trip down. Um, basically, we went straight to the uh, the hotel. I don't even think I stopped for us to use the bathroom or anything. Like we stopped at a gas station. And did I stop at a gas? I, I'm pretty sure I just went straight to the hotel. So um, there was no stopping in Toledo or anything like that. No crazy rains this time. Uh <laughs> Yeah, like that—that that was a little rough the last. Night. And well, it did. There was crazy rain on Sunday before we left Michigan to come back home, but like that was while we were thrifting, which I'll get to in a minute. So Saturday was the was the day of WWE SummerSlam, which we had tickets for. The whole reason that uh, me and my buddy went, and obviously I managed to manifest a buddy's pizza right next door to the hotel that we booked. Like it was completely unintentional. Like I booked the hotel and then I was like looking at the, where the hotel was on the map. And I yeah. just happened to notice right next door, buddy's pizza. <laughs> I was like, man, how did they know I was going to go there anyway? So um, we, we checked in the hotel and then I uh, went next door to buddy's pizza. So I got my anti salad and, we ordered. Uh, well, I ordered since my buddy never been there. I got us the Hawaiian, and I switched out the ham for chicken, which I think is the play. I had like you know, I did that when we went last time with uh, Anthony's nephew. So I, I just think that's a solid exchange. And then we got like a um, like kind of like their meat lovers one. And then me and my buddy both realized that, like, we're old, and we had to go sit in a a football stadium with wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. So we did the mature thing, and we ate our salads, and then we each ate. like He ate, like, one and a half pieces, and I ate two pieces, and then we called it quits and boxed up the rest of the pizza for later. Yes. So um, I had prepaid for parking, because, like, when I, I got an email from WWE... That was like, oh, save yourself time and hassle and prepay parking. And then it like pulls up some service that shows you all the parking lots that are around the stadium and how much they cost. Mm-hmm. And I found one for like $24. It's like $24 and some change after like like it was like their parking was twenty bucks and then it was like a service fee and tax and stuff. Yeah. Which compared to like everything else around, because there I guess there was like a Detroit Tigers game happening. And Smokey Robinson was having a concert at one of the the casino hotels. Nice. Plus, you know, WWE SummerSlam was all happening in downtown Detroit at the same time. So there was a lot of people down there. And, like, some of the parking lots on that, uh, that service were listed at, like, over $90. So I got, like, parking. It was a mile away from the stadium. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of a straight shot down the road. Like we had to, we had to go down like one block like over one block and then just straight down. Yeah. So it wasn't a bad walk. Um, uh, park, getting in the parking garage was easy. Cause like I had the QR code on my phone and the people at the garage clearly knew what was up. Cause they asked me if I had it. So it wasn't like some like weird thing where it's like, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like they, they literally, they took my phone. He scanned it on the screen, handed me my phone back, told me where to park. I parked, and then, and then when we got back, you just got in the car and just had to wait for people to sashay out because it was like a multi-tiered parking garage thing, where it was like an upper, a lower, and then like the, the main. Mm-hmm. And we were in the lower, so we had to wait for everyone to clear out. But that wasn't bad. the um, The event I had never been to SummerSlam before, and the show had good. Like it was the wrestling was majority good. Yeah, there was some stuff that like like the Ronda Rousey match. No one cared. Like I tell you, I I kid you not. Half the arena went to the concession stands when that match started. No one paid attention. I wasn't even paying attention. I was looking at my gambling bets on my phone, and then all of a sudden, I just heard the bell ring, and it's like, "Oh, you're a winner!" I was like, "Oh, it's over." I didn't uh, know she was. (laughs) I didn't realize she was back. Like, didn't she have a baby? And you left for a bit. She had a baby. She's been back for a couple months. I would say probably four or five months. She was back. Um but it sounds like she would be going again for a while, which whatever. I don't care. Uh what, what with her? Yeah. I, I think she's I think she's just part-time-ish.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Like uh comes and goes, you know? Yeah. Uh so the thing about all this is is like this was the first thing that I had done in a stadium style setting where like I wasn't in a suite. Mm-hmm since I went to Atlanta last year for the Browns game. Um, so like I did go to a Cavs game earlier this year after like all my health scares really came to surface. Yeah. But I wasn't sitting in normal seats. I was sitting in like lounge chairs yeah. next to the, the press staff. So it wasn't the same thing. Um, so like my last time sitting in regular stadium seats, was the Atlanta game last year where like I didn't talk about this to like anybody really like I think I know I think I may have told two people this but like when I went to the Atlanta game like it was the first time where I ever like was afraid like I felt like I might be having a heart attack oh. cuz like so I knew I was out of shape from you know sitting in my house for 3 years during covid during that Atlanta game and uh They all wanted to go to a tailgate outside the stadium, and, like, I'm not, like, one for crowds and stuff, and I don't care about tailgates, like, any other time, and I didn't really want to do that. I kind of wanted to, like, look at the the stadium, walk around a little bit. Yeah. But I also knew I was out of shape, and I wasn't going to be able to keep up with everybody. So, like, that day when I went to that game, I didn't hang out with my friends before the game, like, outside, I went into the stadium by myself, and I got up to the upper concourse where our seats were because we were in the upper deck there. And our fucking row was like 20, 30 rows up. I hadn't climbed stairs in forever. Yeah, And so, like, I was completely out of shape. I mean, I'm still out of shape, comparatively, but, you know, I'm better now than I was before. But like I had to like climb like all these rows of stairs in a hot ass fucking stadium in the South in, 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 in early October. It was like the first weekend in October, and I got to the top and like I had like um, I had like the shirt on, like a shirt on like this like one of those quick dry undershirts I wear like every day. Yeah, and then I had like um, had an overshirt over it. Uh, I don't remember what I was wearing. I don't know if it was a T-shirt or because it wasn't a Browns jersey. Um, cause I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have been wearing a Baker Mayfield jersey when he was no longer on the team. So that, that's not something I would do. So it definitely wasn't a Browns jersey. I was probably wearing like, like a Ralph Lauren hoodie polo or something like that. Um, cause I knew I took a shirt off cause I was, I, that's the thing. I was getting super hot and it was like having, I knew I was out of shape and it was just like, I kept feeling my heart beating out of my chest from climbing the steps, you know, just dump, 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 dump. And, like, I'm afraid of heights, and I think this is really when I first started having, like, anxiety about my health. Yeah. Because I started having, like, a fucking panic attack up there because I was so worried about my heart fucking giving out from climbing those stairs. So I started almost, like, having, like, a panic attack, which panic attacks can mimic fucking heart attacks in your mind. Yeah. So I'm, And I was all alone, so I'm sitting up there in, in these fucking seats and I'm hot and I'm sweaty, and I'm like, my heart's beating out of my chest. And I was just trying to like relax and calm down, but like, you know, I'm all alone and I'm up high, and then I'm freaking out about my health and everything. So it was like a really bad beginning to that game. Like, when my friends came, I told them that I was like having an anxiety attack because I was afraid of heights. I didn't tell them about how I felt yeah. or what was going on with me internally at that moment. Eventually I calmed down. I drank some water and my heart stopped, you know, beating a mile a minute and everything. But like that shit scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And so, you know, that was kind of like one of the first times that, that, that fall where like, cause then even when I got home from that trip, I had gout. There's my second episode with gout, like immediately, like a couple days after I came home. So I yeah. went from having this fucking scare down in Atlanta to having gout for two weeks back here at home. And so it was like really, that was like when I first started thinking about how badly I needed to get my health back in order. And that like led to eventually me having like a tear filled breakdown, like a couple weeks before everything went south with like, you know, everything that everyone knows about who listens to the show. So this is my first time going to an arena and sitting in like the art seats were lower bowl, but like we had to go down the bowl <laughs> to get to them. So um, it was basically walked a mile from the car to the arena, got into the arena, then had to walk like basically to the other side of the arena to the section where our seats were. And so it's like, I was doing a lot of walking and Part of it, I think, is because, like, I, I was telling you guys earlier in the cold open, my blood pressure medication, I'm not adjusted to it yet, so I don't feel good all the time yeah. yet. Like, I have moments where, like, I, I get tinglies in my chest, and, you know, like, it's not, I wouldn't say pain, but it's discomfort, like, so it's like, and it kind of like, it's a little anxiety inducing, like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it's not like... When you're like, when you're sitting here like, and all of a sudden you get like a little jolt in your fucking rib cage, that shit scares the shit out of you. Um, so it's like, I don't always feel solid uh, walking around. And, um, you know, we walked from the car to the arena. I had to walk through the arena crowds. I don't do well with crowds because like, I, I get overwhelmed by large groups of people. Yeah, And so it's like. I get by well enough, but, like, I don't enjoy it. So it's like doing all this and then having to walk through all these people and then get to the seats. And then sitting in a stadium around people when you're a person my size has, you know, fucking anxieties and, you know, shame and all kinds of things that come with that. Because it's like you don't know who's going to be sitting next to you. You don't know what kind of... I'd never been there before. I'd never been to Ford Field. So I didn't know what the seats were like. I didn't know, like, how big they were, how small they were, how hot it would be in there, anything. I didn't know what I was getting into. And then, like, I didn't feel quite right when we got to the seats. It was kind of like a more toned-down version of how I felt in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so it took a little while for me to kind of calm down. Um, So for the first, like, half hour 45 minutes we were sitting there i wasn't really like i was kind of going through it a little bit like physically and mentally yeah. and um so it's th- that started off the, the evening kind of rough and it, then it was like it was bad for my buddy because like he's not a he, he's he's a, a shorter guy and he's been you know losing weight he's he's trimmed down but he he's you know he, so he's not he's he's like half my size almost and um he, he had to sit between me and, like, a giant Samoan man who was taller than me and, like, just as big, if, if not bigger. And so he was basically no elbow room. but He was in a hot box of just man meat for, you know, five hours. <laughs> and, and, like, I know he had to have been dying because, like, my whole right side was sweaty from he and I being up against each other. And he was getting it from both sides and like he he definitely got dehydrated cuz like he ended up having to go get Gatorade at the gas station and stuff but um so like it took a it took probably an hour and a half of me sitting down there to actually kind of like calm down to where I felt comfortable being there yeah but like um yeah i never really like felt relaxed like i didn't i never felt like me laying on my couch watching tv at home relaxed i felt like okay, I can watch the show and I'm not freaking out anymore. Relaxed. But my heart rate was still like over a hundred, like the whole time, like between like a hundred, 110, but like, I'm in a hot building full surrounded by fucking strangers watching a show. Like it's like that when I'm driving, you know, yeah. it's like, cause I'm like paying attention. I'm on edge and watching out for everything. So it's like, there's no calm in that scenario. So like, but like once I realized like I was at like a stable calm for the, or a stable like elevation, Physically, that I was like, okay, I'm fine. And I watched the rest of the show. Now, the show itself, there was some excellent matches. Um, there was some stuff that, like, I didn't really care about. But one thing I came to realize, being there, and keep in mind, I'd never been to F- Four Field, I'd never been to SummerSlam. So, the thing I realized is I never want to do it again. I did not really enjoy being there live watching it. Um, because you like you don't get to see any of the entrances, at least from where we were sitting, because you can't see the fucking entrance ramp. Because they, they come out of like where the players come out for a football game mm-hmm. in the corner of the stadium. Yeah. And because it's a football stadium and they're they're doing it that way, they don't have a dramatic entrance ramp with like LED boards and pyro and, like, lights and video packages and shit. They're literally coming out of, like, a doorway with some LED screens around it that you can barely see. Then they walk down a long ass walkway in a sea of people, so you can't see them whatsoever. And then they eventually show up at the (laughs) ring. The only reason I even knew where they were is because there was a spotlight up in the club section that was pointing down where they were at on the ramp. I mean, on the Walkway, mm-hmm. but I couldn't see them where I was. So every person that came out, I didn't see a single entrance. And then, like when you're like watching them in the ring, they're like they're tiny because you're far away. Like they're just people, and they're like all the way over there, you know? Yeah. And then there's times where like they'll go out out of the ring and fight around like the the, the ring side, like go through tables, like fight out in the crowd. You can't see a goddamn thing. Like, you're trying to look up on the video board, but if I'm going to watch it up on the video board, I might as well just be at home. So, like, there's there's parts of matches you just completely miss because you can't see anything. So, I'm, I'm sure it's great for TV. Yeah. But, like, being there live, like, you're just like, well, shit, I just missed half the match because they decided to fight out on the other side of the ring, and I can't see any of that. And then, also, because you're not watching it on TV, there's no commentary so, it's literally just you and like I guess like you have to feed off the energy of the people around you, yeah, but like I don't deal well with crowds, so I don't really want to interact with the people around me, so i I need the commentary to kind of keep me engaged,
0: yeah,
1: and so it's like I, I I enjoy wrestling very much, and there's like some shows that i I do like going to, but like. This was not enjoyable. And I like, I, I think the only one I want to still go to is I want to go to a Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah. Because oh that, that has yeah. like
1: a, a certain special element about it that I really enjoy, like the, the unknowing of it all. Yeah. But like, and like WrestleMania, like, when I say this, I mean, these are the ones that I would travel for. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Mania and Royal Rumble. Mania and Royal Rumble. Cause Mania is like a big thing. It's a big spectacle. Like, yeah. like you, You know what you're getting into, but, like, at least it's over the top. This was just fucking, like, production-wise, generic as fuck. They did, like, our Kid Rock opening video on, like, the the one little LED screen on both sides. I'm not from Detroit, so, like, I don't give a fuck about all the car references and stuff, so... (laughs) none of that spoke to me, which it's not meant to, I guess, you know, like, me being from Ohio. Not like I hate Michigan or anything, but, like... I don't have hometown pride in any of it. So like, cool. You got kid rock. Like they don't mean shit to me other than like, I'd like that song. you did with Cheryl Crow. Um, But like, then there wasn't really much else. Out. There was no like real surprise. Like there was, there was no, Oh, this person hasn't been here in a long time or, Hey, we got this legend to come in and do this cool backstage video. There was none of that. Mm. Like I just felt, and then there was no pre-show. So there was no, like, opening matches before the show, like, to keep us entertained. Yeah. So we literally all just sat there, because doors opened at 5.30. We got in probably around, we got to our seats around 7. Yeah. Because they said, like, the the email said the show started at 7.30. So I'm thinking, okay, cool, there'll be, like, a pre-show match or something. No. Literally nothing fucking happened until 8 o'clock when they started playing the Kid Rock video to start the show. So we sat there for over an hour with nothing happening in the ring whatsoever. There was no videos. There was no commercials, nothing. Every now and again, they would flicker the lights, like just moving them around and people would go, well, like, I'm just like, you fucking idiots. Nothing's happening. It's seven 32. Like,
0: I think there's something specifically with this that particular, this particular show, uh, Greg Miller, uh, who uh ceo kind of funny but also he hosts uh this is awesome on wwe so he's a wwe guy now uh was at was at summer slam of course and he uh he went because you know what i'm saying they he basically he didn't have any like work to do they actually he was, this time he just used his, his uh his ends to get tickets and yeah on the kind of funny podcast this week he was talking about how one they barely got him tickets they were like i don't know man we might not be able to do it this time they did get him tickets and he you know he got his backstage access and all that but like they were kind of like tight on it, this go around. And he was saying how even with his, you know, he pretty much has all access. He couldn't move about as freely as normally as, as, as some shows allow. So it must be just something about this particular uh, show that, that, that has that caused them to be like, it's going to be run real, real, real tight. And uh, not as, you know, it's not as loosey goosey as, as like a, a, a larger uh, show might have, uh, might've been run. But I guess whatever match who who uh was it, was, who was Roman Reigns wrestling gets or whatever. Jay Uso. So I guess with that Uso, if you watched it on TV, because he was so close and screaming his full head off, you can clearly hear hear Greg Miller making just just having a good time, yelling at the wrestlers like I have a terrible bump and so just 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 so he could be heard. Cause that's, a, mm-hmm. he's, he's a, he's a dork like that now. And, and like I said, plus he's, he's on the inside at this point. Now he's like a guy. And so the people amongst, you know, WWE know him and so forth and so on, but it was so loud. His, uh, the, the one of the co-hosts of that show was like, bro, I'm sitting here watching this. And I, t- I turned around because he has like super surround sound. He has like Dolby Atmos in his house. And I'm like, I swear to God, I can hear you behind me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then somebody, I guess one of the, they call him kind of funny best friends had like, uh, clipped it out and put the clip up and like you can cl- like they they're watching you know so you they're clearly watching it on Peacock or whatever and like you, you can hear Greg Miller clear as day screaming my guy my child just walked by me scared the shit out of me okay. but he bought me cake you went to did you go to Strip no, you went to Ferris yeah. alright he went to Ferris he should have went to Strip next time you go to Strip
1: <laughs> yeah if, if, if the young man needs steakhouse recommendations come to Uncle Dan you do this, not go to
0: Ferris this was his first time so and I was like I was like why would you pick that and he told me that he picked it because of, of, of reasons and so forth but I was like hey yeah. make sure you bring me a piece of cake home and
1: I, w- I wish he had consulted with me first I would have warned him hey he
0: brought me home a piece of cake <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I hope it's the best cake you've ever had in your life, but that doesn't change the fact that I would have told him not to go to Ferris.
0: Well, same, and 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 uh, I I and I told him I'm like, hey man, I go if you ever need to, you ever want to go to like a nice little higher end uh, uh restaurant, you know what I'm saying, which you take your lady, then you should probably go check out Strip over in Avon. It's really nice. Hey and my buddies thing. actually went to Strip like a week and a half ago. I, I told I told him I told my like, I, I was telling him how how like Dan goes there, you know, for special occasions and shit. You know what I'm saying? And so forth. and like. So he's aware now. But, hey, for a, for a first time out, we just like, you know what I'm saying? Imagine that. You know what I'm saying? Trying to t- trying to take yeah. it to a nicer spot I guess, than, say, I guess Applebee's. This,
1: I guess this is kind of inside baseball for those that, like, aren't in our area. Yeah. But having done a lot, eaten at a lot of local steakhouses, I would tell the young man that Ferris is way overpriced for what they, what they give you.
0: I looked at like, that menu. I was like, yeah. this is shocking.
1: I would tell him that obviously Strip is my favorite. Yeah. But if he wants an affordable option that is also very solid, that would cost half as much as Ferris, go to Cabin Club in Westlake off of Detroit Road.
0: I'm going to text him right now.
1: Yeah, you can get a pretty solid ribeye there for like 50, and it comes with like some sides.
0: Now, hold on. You know what my son eats. The reason that kind of, another reason he was kind of okay with Ferris is because they basically had uh, chicken parm, which is basically as close as he's gonna get to chicken strips anywhere. I mean, like if you
1: look at the menu. I imagine yeah. they have other things, but yeah. I'm just saying, if, if he's looking for a steakhouse, like an affordable, decent steakhouse for a man not looking to spend a hundred dollars on a steak, yeah, Cabin Club has some solid options. Um, they're a nice little place. You do have to wear like you know, like a you know, you can't go in there. and Basketball shorts and a T-shirt, but like you know, they take reservations. They're affordable. They're not too far away. Um, you know, the marble room is obviously you know top tier, but you know that's probably my number two for local places I've had. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I would never go to Ferris again. I went there one time like, like last year when my, me and my buddies were doing a it was one of our steak stops, and I was very not impressed. I I was it was too much money for what they. They gave.
0: yeah. I was look. I was looking at the menu before we were, and when he came home to talk to me about it, and I was like, Oof. and he was like, I go and he, and he looked the price. I go, I go, man, restaurants be having like thirty to fifty percent markup on, on on things. That's how they stay in business. And I'm like, well, the
1: thing that's fucked up about it is a lot of them they get the same food from the same distributors, yeah. but but based on the brand quality, they charge more or less depending.
0: Yeah. Well. There you go. Uncle Dan is passed information. I just texted to him. Thank you for that. Uh, but like I said, th- th- this particular SummerSlam might not have been the best of SummerSlams in general. But again, like I said, not a, with with a little background information. But also I find myself so like I love basketball in person. I've had a good time at football games in person. But I cannot watch baseball in person. Bores me to fucking tears. And I like baseball baseball in person unless i got good good seats and sometimes that goes down you get down behind a home plate Mm -hmm. or you get near the the dugout uh you know not the dugout but the you know the where the pitchers are are taking practice of throws at
1: With, with with baseball sometimes i think it's like I don't mind the bleachers. Yeah. But I can see how someone with baseball, depending on where you're sitting, can be deceptive because every fly ball you think is a home run. Yeah. And so it's like you get excited and then it's just a constant letdown.
0: Yeah. And um, well, but- it's, like, it's like you said, like depending on where you sit at, it's like if you're sitting way up in Nosebleed, again, you're like, oh, look at those little guys down there doing something from, from way up here. Like I said, you get some good seats and every night. And like I said, when I go to baseball games at this point and I, and I don't go to baseball games unless I'm out of town. Like I said, I went to Fenway, uh, in, in Boston and got, I got paid for real good seats and, uh, worth it. <laughs> so and that was a good mm-hmm. experience. Unfortunately, that was the day Prince died. So it was a real bad situation, but then awesome because the guy who plays the organ at Fenway played all Prince songs the whole game. Fucking great.
1: But you'll never forget it.
0: For sure. For sure. That was an experience and a half. Uh, Fenway is, uh, an old ass park. Not made what's funny, for the big big man that I am.
1: <laughs> what's, what's funny is I'm actually following their game right now. Yeah. Because I need Rafael Devers to get a hit, and it looks like he's <laughs> only gonna get one more at bat So
0: I can't uh, think you put anything on baseball. Baseball's on the store, so I'm like, hmm, I'm not one to bet on. <laughs> it's a little too loosey goosey. But I mean I mean,
1: I had no idea what I was doing a couple months ago. Yeah. Um and but I've got it down now.
0: Nice. Oh, I'll I, if we if we bounce back back to buddies for a second. I uh, saw a picture of a good looking pizza on Instagram and I sent it to Jack. And I was like, I know you'd appreciate a good looking pie, and he's like, Hey, have you had Grays uh, around your way? And I go, No, I've been meaning to get to it. He goes, I put it right up there with buddies, and I was like, Fuck yeah! So I, uh, we got to try that 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 pizza spot out because cause they make Detroit style pies, and we yeah. got to see if uh if if, if what it do. We got we got to compare some notes, you know. So. Uh, at some point, we got to get to, I know, I know, uh, 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 you, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just beat it out. Don't fuck with the fuck with the owner, but <laughs> that's his own personal situation. I'm just saying, let's go eat some pizza. <laughs> 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 so that is what's up. Besides, yeah, you can't, you can't appease
1: everybody. Yeah. For sure.
0: I can't, and and, 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 like I said, if it was some, if, if, if it was some, for reasons that were not personal, like I said, if it was like, oh, this motherfucker is a known piece of shit. Trust me, I I wouldn't go at all, but but because once we figured out it was just oh this is personal beef, I can't do nothing with that. <laughs> but besides that, how was how was your trip to Detroit this go around? What what was what was good about it, what was shit about it, what was Well, so the
1: show ended a little after midnight and then I, me and my buddy were both very dehydrated when we left our seats because we never got up. Like, which for him, I'm actually surprised because he usually gets up and goes to the bathroom all the time. Like he drinks, like you'll get something to drink, whatever. But like he didn't get out of his seat one time. Nice. And uh, so that that caught me off guard, honestly, because I was expecting him to go at some point to use the bathroom, and I was going to give him my card and be like, "Hey, get us some water or something." But he never left. Yeah. <laughs> so he and I just soldiered on the whole show, like, sweating, dehydrated, you yeah. know, thirsty. Yeah. And so, like, when we um got up, out, like, we had to walk up all the stairs, you know, through the crowd to leave. And uh, I saw a water fountain on the way out. And I was like, well, shit. Because, you know, they shut down all the concessions, like, when, when the show's over. So you can't buy water or anything on your way out. So, and I didn't have anything with me. So, I went over the wall and I started drinking out of the water fountain like I was back in elementary school. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't care. I was fucking yeah, thirsty. You, and you needed it.
0: I, you needed I was, it. Yeah. yeah,
1: I was risking it. I don't give a shit. You know, diseases ex- existed when I was a kid. They still exist now. It is what it is. Okay. You know? Um, but so we walked back to the car and I didn't really feel it at the time, but apparently my heart rate was really high. That whole walk back, uh, you know, being in the heat and dehydrated and then having to go through the crowd and walk back. Like, I was definitely in my high cardio zone on yeah. that Fitbit reading when I, when I saw that shit the next morning. It was like, I was, at, I was up and around the 150s. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And, um, I didn't, like, so on the way back to the hotel, he, like, we were, like, a half a mile from the hotel at this point. It was, like, it was, like. Twenty one miles north of the downtown Detroit was where the hotel was, Mm -hmm. and um, we're like a half a mile from the hotel. We just passed a couple gas stations, and he goes, "Oh, if uh, I need you to stop at the next open gas station," and there wasn't one. (laughs) The next gas station I passed was closed, and I'm thinking, "Oh, maybe he just has to go to the bathroom." Yeah. So like, I just I pulled into the hotel parking lot, and I parked, and then, like, you know, got out of the car, got everything together, and then he just, like, left, the, he walked out of the parking lot and just went down the street, and I was, like, thinking, that's weird, but okay, <laughs> so then, like, I go into the hotel, It's at that point, I'm realizing, like, well, maybe he didn't have to go to the bathroom, but he didn't, like, say anything, like, about what he needed, he just said, I need I needed to stop at the gas station. So, and like I said, I assumed bathroom because yeah. that's usually what it is, and then he just left without saying anything. So I was like, eh, well, <laughs> he'll figure it out, whatever." So I go into the hotel, and like I ended up, I ate a slice of pizza. I took my medication. I took my meds because I brought my medication with me. Like, well, I didn't bring all of it with me. I brought one of each pill. Yeah,
0: yeah what you need. So
1: yeah, my travel bottle, and uh, I put on Food Network. And at this point though, like we didn't get out of the parking garage until like almost one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So by the time I drove back to the, got the hotel, it was like quarter to two. And I told you my heart rate was really high. And so like when I got back to the hotel, like I wasn't in a calm state to be able to just lay down and go to sleep. I needed yeah. to like chill and let my body kind of like come back down the baseline. And so I laid in bed until like three o'clock in the morning Just, like, playing Pokemon and, like, trying to calm down. Plus, like, the air conditioning in that hotel room wasn't really the strongest. Yeah. Because I had the thermostat that says it's 66, but it wasn't cranking. Like, it was 66. So, it was putting up a fight, but it wasn't really winning that battle. Um, Checkout time was at 11. And, like, so, like, he and I both basically just slept through breakfast. Yeah. uh, Because he said he didn't even go to bed until, like, 5. Because he went to the gas station to, like, buy Gatorade and stuff. And uh, he didn't get back to the hotel room until almost like two thirty, two forty five. Oh, shit. So he was he was gone for almost an hour, and uh, so we both got up in the morning, and we were both just kind of groggy and like tired as shit. So we went down the street, and um, there was this Coney Island restaurant. I guess it's like it's like a chain up there. Yeah, the dogs, I, the hot dogs. Yeah, but they, they serve breakfast and stuff, too, so we went down there, and, like, I got, like, an omelet, and uh, I think I blew the waitress's mind when I told her I didn't want toast. Because <laughs> it was, like, you know, three-egg omelet. I got, like, the Greek one, so I had, like, some Euro meat in it and onions and feta cheese, and uh, it came with hash browns, and then it came with toast, but I, she asked me what kind of toast I want, I was like, oh, I don't want any toast. And I just, she just paused, like, what the fuck you mean you don't want toast? <laughs>
0: whoop your motherfucking ass kind of bullshit <laughs> yeah like
1: what the fuck you mean wear the ribbon wear the goddamn ribbon eat the toast <laughs> I mean, it really would have that Seinfeld feel like this motherfucker said he don't want toast can y'all believe that <laughs> I was like damn I didn't realize the toast was that deep up here but like nah I don't want any toast you know uh, trying to. I'm like I'm, I'm fat I'm trying to be less fat you know I don't need to eat the empty carbs I'm good so um we both eventually kind of came back to the land of the living and started talking to each other. And uh, at that point, we kind of formulated a plan because, like, he's was on he been on vacation all week. Like, he's still off. Like, he's, he doesn't go back to work until Monday, whereas, like, I just took Monday off. So, I, I had, like, a three-day weekend. So, it was Sunday. And, obviously, we had checked out of the hotel at this point. But, like, we didn't have to rush back to Cleveland for anything. So, but we didn't really have, like, a formal plan in place for what we were going to do Sunday, mm-hmm. so um, we ended up, like, deciding to drive over to Ann Arbor and uh, go thrifting and play Pokemon Go, and so I found this, like, thrift store that I guess they use for, like, funding for, like, uh, teachers in, over in the city or something, uh, I forget, it was, like, PTA, some thrifts or some shit, yeah. and... Uh, We went over there, and um, they had, like, a normal thrift, which it felt like going back in the unique thrift shop, like, when I was a kid. Nice. And then they had, like, their, like, fancy little, like, side shop that had, like, more of the higher-end stuff. But, like, I think they do it differently over at the higher-end spot because some of the stuff I bought over there, the guy looked at the date on the stickers, like, the price stickers, and he's like, oh, this one's been here for two months, so it's 20% off. like that, that kind of thing. So they try to move the shit out of there by, like, offering it at a discount the longer it sits. Whereas, like, they didn't do that shit over in the regular thrift part of their store where, like, I bought stuff that had been there for, like, five months. She's just like, oh, this one's $3. Like, I'm like, you don't give me any discount off, like, the other side? Like, come on now. But all in all, I spent, like, $15 in the, the fancier spot and then, like, $21 in the normal spot. Mm. Buying stuff and a um, couple of things were for keeps. A couple things I put on eBay last night, um, so that that was kind of nice. Then we uh, we ended up stopping at a Rite Aid, which I hadn't been in a Rite Aid in forever.
0: <laughs> so, uh,
1: but like he he wanted to get some uh, water and stuff, and so did I. So I bought some wa- water and I actually got this a uh, bag of beef jerky. That and the other one that I finished off. This one wasn't as good as the other one. Um. Which reminds me, I actually need to eat that because the show the on the bag says, like, eat it within like three days of opening or whatever. Yeah. And that was like four days ago. <laughs> um, but so then we ended up going to a Goodwill. And the interesting thing I find about Goodwill now is that the pricing system is different depending on the municipality of the Goodwill you're in. Like, the Goodwills that we are around here. Super overpriced compared to what it was, you know, ten years ago. The Goodwill's down in the Akron area, much more affordable. Mm. The Goodwill's
0: up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, very overpriced college town. So they can get over on them people who who's probably spending mommy and daddy's money.
1: Well, be it as it may, I still managed to find some stuff in there that was like able for me to be put on Goodwill. Yeah, I mean on uh, eBay. So like. I bought like, and it's sometimes it's like things you wouldn't even realize. So, like, I found this like phone jack system that was sold by RCA back in like 2001 or something. It mm-hmm. was still in the package, like brand new. It was five five bucks at the Goodwill. It sells on eBay for like 50 to 70 bucks.
0: So, what is it? Do you know what it's called? I would like to look that up.
1: Uh, if you give me
0: 30 seconds, I
1: can tell you because it's literally around the corner on my
0: rack. Fair enough. So I will mute and be BRB. I mean, while wow, my man is going to look for this, I'm always interested in old tech. Uh, currently on uh IGN, my buddy Seth is uh, doing a, a blog kind of deal uh, called old tech, where he's like literally showcasing old technology that he oftentimes finds at uh, thrift stores around his way up in Maine, which is pretty dope. You know I'm saying so. I was just telling listeners in your absence, sir, uh, uh how, how Seth uh, has a has a, uh, a column on IGN now, old tech, where he just basically showcases the stuff he finds at thrift stores, wireless phone jacks, where he showcases stuff he finds at thrift stores up in his area. Let's see wireless jack system. Why yeah, did,
1: like I remember that for like, some reason it's never I been used, But like. The packaging on the back has a crack in it from like just shelf wear and shit sitting around like dry rotted out a little bit. Yeah, but it's never been used. Like it's a little, the package is a little rough, but yeah. Like I looked it up on eBay and like some of them sell, they sell so, like fifty to seventy five ish. I listed it for like
0: seventy, I think. So basically, I don't know how quickly it'll sell, but like there were a bunch that it sold. That's wild to me. It's, 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 it 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 basically uh. Like, if your phone jack, let's say, is in your kitchen, but you would like to have a phone jack in your bedroom, you know, this, depending on, I guess, the strength of this wirelessness, this, this is how you uh, make that work. That's neat. Yeah. So the thing
1: about it is, it's like, it was just, it was on the shelf, the electronic shelf of the Goodwill. And I was over there looking, you know, see if they had like Salad Masters or whatever. And I saw it was in the package. So I picked it up, I scanned it, I looked it up, and then. It was a, it was listed for four ninety nine, so I was like, "Fuck, that's a win." I found a couple books, like my I found the stack, stack of four uh, manga uh, novels, and um, I was gonna buy those. But when my buddy saw them in my hand, he's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Are, are you gonna buy those? Are you, like are those worth money?" And I was like, "Yeah, they're worth like ten to twelve dollars each." And uh, he goes, "Oh man!" He goes, "You wouldn't want to." let me buy them, would you? And I'm like, I'm like, if you want to buy them, because I guess he wanted them to have, yeah. Because I guess he actually watched the show or whatever, yeah. Wish what I was. So he, um, fuck, I don't remember what it was called. Uh, I never heard of it. Yeah, I, I'd have to, I'd have to ask him because I, I don't remember. I just, I remember I, I, found them. I looked them up, and yeah, they, they were worth some money. And the paperbacks at this goodwill were a dollar twenty nine. So each one I would have made like you know. 30 bucks after fees and stuff. But um I told him I'm like, I'm like, making money off st- this stuff is cool if you can. Because th- the thing about it is it's not guaranteed that like you're gonna make money. Like th- the best thing you could do is find stuff that gives you decent enough margins, but like there's no guarantee that stuff's gonna sell right away if it ever does. Yeah. Like I have stuff around here that I bought that never sold like a year and a half, two years ago. I'm just gonna end up read. I'm like, once I finally find some time to like clean up the shelf, I'm gonna carve out some stuff that like has been sitting here for a long time. I'm just gonna get rid of it. I'm gonna donate it or or something, you know, get a little tax write off for it. But yeah, um, he, I told him I'm like, you know, making trying to make money off this stuff is cool, and it's like it's a nice thing to do. I'm like, but if we find something that we want that's like you know way cheaper than we would pay for otherwise, I'm like. That's fine. I'm like I don't care if we keep stuff like yeah, I'm like if we find if I find something that I want and I'm going to keep it. Like I'm not going to sell everything I buy if, if I don't have to if I don't want to. Yeah. I'm like if you want the fucking books, just well I'm like you can buy the fucking books. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all doubt ourselves.
1: Uh well I- like he knew we were there looking for stuff to sell and so it's like, you know, I found them first. So like they were in my hand I'd already looked them up yeah and so he was just like he didn't want to take them from me but I told him I didn't care because yeah. like, I don't I did I still found a couple books to sell like I found um, some Dragon Lance the second generation or something and mm. heart and hard, and hard uh, cover books there were 229 and it sells on eBay for like 17 18 bucks nice um, I grabbed a, a, a manga grab the manga there could be some money in manga. I found a manga from like 2010. It was like Hataku No Some Something No Go or something like that, and so that was a dollar twenty nine. And I listed it for like eleven bucks last night. Um, I found a couple books for myself. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, I found a copy of the Fire and Blood novel, the the Targaryens one. Yeah. At a Goodwill, and then when we were at this one, I found a copy of. Um, uh, one of the one of the Game of Thrones books, I forget which one. It's upstairs, because I didn't have them like on hand. All the ones I read were all on library copies, like on my phone. Oh, okay. So I never, I, I never actually had the paperbacks. So uh, I figured, like you know, I I, I like some of the books I've read that I enjoyed. I'd like to at least just have like on a bookshelf as like a personal library thing. And um, I used to have *The Born Supremacy*. Uh, or the born you know the born series. Yeah, I had those books, but they got destroyed when I lived in my mom's house. And so when we were at that goodwill, I also found a copy of like the Born Identity, and that was a dollar twenty nine. So I grabbed that for myself. Um, then I, I found a couple other odds and ends here and there.
0: Uh, I've only read one of those born books, and I wish I could remember which one it was.
1: So the the first book, yeah, is literally all three movies. Okay. But they, for each movie, they used a a name of each of the books. Okay. So, yeah, like, it's, it's like, you think that like each book will just be one of the movies, but no, it's literally like the first book is literally all like all three movies. Mm -hmm. And then after the, the original author passed away, another author picked it up and he continued it on. I read the first book he did. I don't remember what it was called. Um... And then I, I think he did a couple more, but I I, did, I never actually got around to reading them. Ludlow, was the guy who, original author. Robert Robert Ludlum was the first author. Okay, the original author.
0: Very good. Yeah, I kind of.
1: So um, yeah we ended up uh, while we were in the Goodwill, it started dumping buckets outside of that Goodwill like it was just straight up like like someone had burst a pipe and the water was just pouring out. So, like, we had to run to the car. Like, and we got soaked just running to the car in the parking lot. Yeah. And the car wasn't even that far. But it was bad. So, that and then we went across the street because there was, like, a gaming sh- a shop right across the street where they played, like, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon. They had comic books. So, we were up in there, and I bought, like, a... um like you know how like they had the last Ronin, uh, um, and 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 like all the issues were in the the fat book yeah. that I bought yeah the trade or we, we yeah yeah the trade we got I bought a trade of the original seven Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from back in the day because yeah. I wanted to start reading more of it so I bought yeah the trade that had the first seven bl- the first I guess block issues whatever yeah. in that and uh, I bought a pack of Magic the Gathering cards which I knew I was lighting twenty dollars on fire but I you know, I was you know whatever. Then um, we went into a video game store. It's called Game Pawn. Fun for All was the name of the, the card shop. Okay. Um, game, then we walked right next to because it was like in a plaza with a target. Yeah. So it was like Fun for All. Then there was an empty space where it used to be like a Lane Bryant or something, it said. Then there was a falafel sh- uh, sh- uh, restaurant. Like a, It was kind of like falafel. I mean, um, uh, it was like uh, Chipotle meets Pitas. Yes. Yes. We used to have something similar around here. It was called Pita Pit. Yeah. Uh, but up there, it was called Falafel Express. And then it was Game Pond. It was like the used video games shop. And so uh, we went into the game store. I ultimately, didn't end up buying anything. And then we went, and my buddy really enjoys pitas. So we went into the pita place, and we ate there. And I got a, a chicken shawarma pita with, like, uh, beets and olives and... Uh, garlic sauce and hummus and all kinds of stuff. It was, it was all right. And then um, we did a little some Pokemon raiding around uh, the area. Nice. You know, like pulled up the map, and we found some some Cressler raids, and we were driving around doing that shit. Then um, I made a giant mistake. So, like, we had been out for a very long time, and I had to pee, and I had to do the, the like... Ann Arbor isn't as far from home as I originally had thought it was. It was only like a two hour and 25 minute drive back, which I was thinking was gonna be more like three. Yeah. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be, but I needed to pee. <laughs> and so where we had finished up our last set of raids, there was like a Burger King across the street. And uh, we went over there to use the bathroom. And like, when I came out of the bathroom, like my buddy had ordered food
0: Yeah.
1: and I was like, well, fuck it. I'm here. I used their bathroom. I, I, I'll buy something.
0: Yeah.
1: So I ended up buying like a chicken sandwich, but then I also bought like a Whopper combo. Well, like, I got like a small, so I got a small fry, and a small drink, but yeah. like I, I didn't need to eat, like order that food, at least not that quantity. And then like, they closed the dining room while we were like ordering. So they told us we couldn't eat inside. So we had to go outside, eat in my car. I ate. And then like, It was almost like within like 10 minutes, I felt like shit. Yeah. Like, because I ain't been eating food like that at at all recently. Like, I guess the closest you could say would be like I had Swenson's a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And like at Swenson's, I ate like their potato teasers and like, you know, the the galley boy or whatever. Um, So it's like I haven't had Burger King at all this year. And uh, it like instantly fucked me up. I think it gave me heartburn. Yeah, because the next day, I had like a bit of an episode where I woke up and like I was kind of like going through it with the body tingles and shit in my chest and whatnot, and um, that was rough. Like that, I didn't feel good at all Monday,
0: and uh, probably a shitload of salt too. Yep. And with with your new blood pressure medicine, it's like right now probably playing around with salt is no bueno, you know. So.
1: I haven't I haven't been like I've been mindful of sodium my sodium intake. Yeah. But not to the degree that I was a couple of months ago. Yeah. Part of that is because like I felt better, I'm less anxiety ridden about every little decision I make all the time. Yeah. Not to say that I'm not like you know conscious conscientious about being better, but I also don't stress every minor decision of every waking moment of every waking day. Because then it becomes this like overwhelming thing. I just try to make better overall decisions. Yeah. But um, also working out, you sweat a lot, and so it's like if you work out a lot, which I haven't in the last week. Like I'm not gonna lie, like with the tri- traveling and not feeling well earlier this week, and just the way things have sc- the schedule, I haven't been to the gym at all this week. And um, before people get all up in arms, I'm not quitting going to the gym. Like I'm. Gonna try and get into the gym tomorrow after work. Like the Browns play at 7:30, I'm gonna try and get a work in after work and be home to watch the game. That is my plan tentatively. So to calm down, I have not quit the gym. Um, No one is
0: no one is thinking that of you. You did that to yourself.
1: I I just want I don't (laughs) want people to worry. People that listen that like have a vested interest in my well being, I appreciate. I just don't want them to like think I'm sliding back in old habits or whatever. Yeah, I I am not. I've just. There's been you know some stuff going on the last couple of days, uh, you know. There's been some some traveling, some some illness, fighting. Like it's just you know we're we're getting back into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I didn't feel good, and I I like I, I regret, regretted it with almost within almost ten minutes. And there was a part of me that thought about just pulling over and trying to throw up. Yeah, but I, but I don't like thinking of like trying to force myself to gag like. Yeah. So I just kind of soldiered on, I tried to drink water and just get through it. For sure. And uh so I um I I drove home and I you know me, I shaved 25 minutes off that arrival time. So uh got back. It's funny too, like we we um the way the route had us come back from where we were, it had us get off the highway in Toledo and like cut back down to the um, the uh, turnpike. Yeah. And we were so we were only into like Toledo proper for like probably two to three miles. Yeah. Halfway through that two to three miles, fucking cops blaring down the road and like with their flashers on going on going to to try and prevent something or stop something. And um, so I was like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of Toledo. <laughs> so, yeah, got home and uh, got home about. 10 30 or so not Sunday bad. evening not bad at all so it wasn't, wasn't too bad um Ann Arbor I have to say like I haven't been there since I was a kid yeah because my cousins used to live out there um Ann Arbor is actually very beautiful nice. I would say like if we go back like any like again like as a, you know a skim trip Ann Arbor is like it, it's like what you would want Michigan to be <laughs> As far as, like, we've been to, like, the more seedy parts of Michigan. <laughs> Ann Arbor is kind of, like, going to, like, um, what's... It's like kind of like going to Legacy Village.
0: Oh, okay. So little, yeah. little, how far is Ann Arbor from Detroit itself?
1: Uh, Like, maybe 40 minutes. Nice. Uh, so, so, yeah, something better.
0: I was hopeful that this... Well, I guess we'll just slide into me at this point. Uh, if, if you feel you've rapped... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah 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 this I is gonna could. be quick I, I'm not gonna whatever so don't worry about it. but uh I was hoping to this weekend I have seen and been in three of the five great lakes uh my, my kids have i have two out of the five knocked out and I was like, I was hoping this weekend to go just road trip right quick to go knock out the uh, the remaining row of three great lakes that they need to have checked it off and said I've hit them all did that do hit get get his hit? Nice, he did. <laughs> and uh,
1: now I just need them to hold on and win the game. They're up two in the top of the ninth.
0: Very good. Uh, the goal was, you know, I was like, "Fuck it, let's, we, let's just hop in a car. We can, we can take a quick trip up to uh, basically the top of Michigan." And like the way Lake Michigan and Lake Huron work, they almost kind of meet. Uh, there's a, there's a point where you you could like really get to both of them in real short order, and then we just drive up through the UP and go hit up uh, Lake Superior. Boom! We've done all the Great Lakes, but uh, as it turns out, my son is going. I'll end up up to Detroit with his homeboys uh, tomorrow for the weekend. So I was like, "Well, the darn it! Well, that that family trip is uh is 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 now off the uh, off the menu for just for now. I'll, I'll figure it out." I'm actually on vacation from work. I I I, t- I took some time off uh, because if I couldn't go, I couldn't have gone to New York in this ju- in July. I was ready to go to New York here in uh in August. Because tomorrow is technically, uh, when we're celebrating hip hop's 50th birthday. And I was like, if I, just if I can be in New York at that time, I will gladly have the time. So I have, I, I have, I have some days off of work currently, which is nice. So I'm just kind of vibing and, and, and chilling. But, uh, yeah, that's it. I uh, That's just, that's just a little uh, extra sprinkle of Michigan that just happened to be on my own mind this weekend. Like I said, my kid will be up there this weekend. And so he'll be having a good time and I will, uh, probably end up, uh, just going to Bonchon and, and Seven Hills so I can get me some Korean fried chicken and keeping it moving <laughs> because I uh, I want some and uh, I don't feel like driving to uh, Columbus to uh, get uh, some BB, bbq. So also apparently the bbq the bbq in Columbus is takeaway only. Which no, nah, bro. I'm trying to sit and enjoy your the, enjoy the ambiance, my guy. Don't do that to me. So <laughs> but they also have beer. So if you uh if you live in the Columbus area and just trying to go get you some chicken and beer to kick out, kick it with. BB.q chicken. Uh uh Oh my gosh. Who hit me up today and was like, oh T man, BB.Q chicken is hitting, man. He took the recommendation that we had given and then wrote out with it. Uh, uh Sean, Sean, uh, who is uh, sometimes will pop up on uh, Cadillac uh was was uh saying how I guess he had heard us talking about it and was like oh yeah that's my shit. And then I was like, I like that. I like that. Uh, the good word of BBQ Q is out there and uh, that's on us. So, uh, that's just going down the streets, people. Uh, you know what it is, man? We, we, we head for the mean streets of Reddit. We do some amateur asshole. I got the three for you this week. One of them sounds heavy as shit, but I don't think it is. Uh, another one. I I'm like, Hmm. And this last one, I was just like, that's interesting. So uh, this selection goes like this. So Emma the asshole for refusing to allow a photo of my future mother-in-law's miscarriages at my wedding. Don't take that as it sounds, but take it as it sounds. Emma the asshole for expecting my girlfriend to leave the club after being not let in. That one seems like a good time to be had. This one, Emma the asshole for telling my friend that my sex life has nothing to do with her. That one is interesting. So let's start with the heavier one. And uh, we'll decide based on just that title, though. Think this person's an asshole? Am I the asshole for refusing to allow a photo of my future mother-in-law's miscarriages at my wedding? The way that's written is way more dramatic than what's being actually offered. Sounds
1: very morbid. Yeah. So I would say no.
0: Fair enough. Throw away because this is already enough of a mess. Trigger warning. (laughs) Miscarriage slash stillbirth. I. I. 26 female, and planning my wedding to my fiancé, 27 male, in a few months. Everything is going great, and I love him so much, and I can't wait to spend my life with him. He loves my family, and I, for the most part, love his. A bit of background. Fiancé has a much older brother. While my future mother-in-law was pregnant three times in between them, all of them resulted in late miscarriages and stillbirths. As a result, mother-in-law put all of her motherly love and attention on fiancé. He had never tried a fruit or vegetable before I met him because his parents never made him when he was young and he had grown up assuming they were they were gross. I got him to try some and he loves them now. As we were planning our guest list, we he, we consulted our families about which and how many relatives we should invite. Future mother-in-law asked that we invite fiancé's dead brothers and sisters, dead brother and sisters, when we asked what she meant. She wanted us to put up a framed photo of the dead babies in the pews at our wedding ceremony and then save them seats at our reception. I was horrified. First of all, we are trying to have a fairly small wedding to start with and a beautiful and a beautiful intimate venue. We can only have we can only have seats for 30 to 50 people. And I would like the, these places to be for our friends and family, not people who have nev- we have never met either of uh, have, who have never met either of us because they're dead. Wow. <laughs> fiance agrees that the three of 50 seats reserved for dead people is too many. <laughs> <laughs> he suggested that we compromise and just, and, and just let mother-in-law put up all three photos in one seat. Percy, I think it's gross and weird to include any of them. We're starting our lives together. We want to have a family and it almost seems like a bad omen. But it means a lot to her, and it's a fairly small ask. Fiance's parents are paying for 75% of our wedding, and this is their only request she's had. So I'm the asshole for still refusing. I never saw the the, the who's paying for situation. I think you got to give her at least the one seat option. It's weird. Lightweight, creepy. But nobody's an asshole here. I'm just saying, I think if they coming out of pocket for the most of the cost of this wedding, that's what you got to do. Like, look, I give one seat to, uh, to what, what is it in, in Judaism? One seat for like, what is it? It's a seat for Jacob, I think, or something. somebody in Judaism, you, there's a seat at a, at, at a, at a Seder that, that is like reserved for the, the spirit of that individual. So <laughs> you, you might have to come off a seat for, uh, uh, the dead homies. They put a forty ounce right there. I, I would now if that person. You know, I <laughs> have to be uh, some mad Dog twenty twenty. You got tip the you know you tip the forties to the memory. You know, I am saying that's just what it is. So, uh, but uh, no, I don't think this person is an asshole. And you already knew they were an asshole when I raised the thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I guess if if they're if, the, if they're footing a large portion of the bill for the wedding. I guess just fucking ride it out, but like, as long as it's not like some giant poster board with like, you know, some blown up images of dead like, like, like if it's not the people protesting in public square, oh you know, that that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> if it's just like some some Polaroids, some tasteful Polaroids, like whatever, like okay, I guess like I could get down if you're paying like twenty k off of my catering bill or something I don't like want that. Pictures you know? of
0: dead people at my fucking wedding
1: at all. Yeah, but you gotta weigh the cost basis here. What's I the know, cost you, analysis
0: up? I know you're right, you're right. In that regard, like I said, you coming out of pocket for for 75% is a lot. And if you are willing to come out of pocket with that and you and you foot that much of the bill, dead pictures is gonna be, but I'm not gonna be happy about it.
1: Oh, I didn't say that they had to be happy about it. <laughs> like, you know, you're not always happy with what you have to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We got uh, two glow in the dark comments. Uh, one is from Worth Hope four zero seven five. Not the asshole. I have no words other than no goddamn way. That's the weirdest and creepiest thing I've ever heard. I agree. <laughs> uh, next <laughs> one. This is from uh, Best Ad five eight four four. Not to mention, it will shift the focus from the wedding as all of his friends and br- and the bride's family will be asking what the pictures are about. Also, where's the line? If grandparents are no longer with us, beloved aunts and uncles, can parents ask for pictures of those? How about a compromise? I have seen this at, uh, at other other weddings, and it was very tastefully done. A small bouquet of flowers they can be in a chair or other spot. And there can be a note in the program that says they are there to honor family members no longer with us. They can even go on mother-in-law's table at the reception. I would say something like, dear mother-in-law. I'm concerned that the pictures could be upsetting or triggering to others who have suffered their own losses. I in no way want to cause anyone grief or sadness during what is supposed to be a happy celebration. How about we compromise? We can have a small bouquet on a chair and we can either put it on the program or the officiate can announce that they are for loved ones that we have lost and cannot be with us to celebrate our special day. Hey man, that's a, I feel like this dude knocked it right out the park. That is okay. You know what I'm saying? A little, a little, a little shout out to those who aren't here, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at with that situation. Not the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, I'm the asshole for expecting my girlfriend to leave the club after not, after being not let in. I recently went out with some friends, four guys, six girls, my girlfriend being one of them. All the guys were hesitant to go clubbing because we knew it would be expensive and how this specific, specific club treats guys. But my girl and the others convinced us otherwise. When we got there, they told us to be let in with the girls. We had to spend $400 on a table and a bottle or we wouldn't be allowed in. This is after all the girls went in. Of course, we said no and dipped. And when I texted my girl if they were leaving, she said no, that they were staying. Some more context to this is that she's traveling soon and this is our last night together where she convinced me to go to, to this thing, wasted my money and then let me Uber home at 11 while she went clubbing with her friends when it was supposed to be our night. We've also talked about situations like this and she said of a a fucking course she would leave with me if anything like this ever happened. Am I the asshole for expecting her to leave right away when I texted her we weren't going to be allowed in? Or am I being dramatic and crazy? No, this person's not being dramatic or crazy. His girlfriend is being shitty and uh, in my opinion, might not need to be his girlfriend much longer. But that's just me. (laughs) That's just me. That's how I get down. You know what I'm saying? People who are down with your team would have been like, oh, my God. No, here, I'll, I'll be right there, baby. Let's go somewhere else. Mm-mm. She's not down with your team. And clear as bell that, that she, don't, she don't bang with your set, man. So, man, you might have nipped that in the bud early, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you
1: got to learn the lesson somehow. <laughs>
0: uh, let's, let's scroll scroll about Let's see if anybody uh, has anything that is. Uh, don't think I see anything of the glowy varietal. So let's just see if we can find one interesting. Uh, this is from expert main 7036. Nope, not the asshole. I've had a similar experience. Mid 90s, no cell phones like today. For a girls night out. We agreed we would not close down the bars for girls or boys' nights now nights out. The girls all lived on our apartment building. When the other girls came home and she didn't, I got concerned. After the bars were closing, she still wasn't home. One of the other girls finally returned. My frantic calls said she was at the biggest meat market in Nashville. I drove there. Her car was one of the only ones in the lot. Empty. Bar closed. I went home. She finally came home like 3.30 a.m. I told her we need to talk in the morning and she, when she was sober. She drove. Conversation went something like this. We said we weren't going to close down the bars, right? We. Well, the girls went to stay longer. Are you saying Kelly closed the bar down with you and went to work an hour later? Well, she didn't stay that late. Which bar was it? Oh, it was just a pub a few miles away. It wasn't. I forget the next the the meat market club's name in downtown Nashville. So if you weren't there, why was your car there at 3 a.m.? Dead silence. Easter's in three weeks. Your six-year-old son is coming to see you with your ex. When they leave, you'd better have a place to go because you won't be staying here no more. She decided not to wait and was moved out in less than a week. Funny, we had moved from North Carolina to Tennessee less than six months previous. I paid for everything except her car insurance and gas for it. She was a waitress at Chili's and spent her tips as, as fast as she made them, but she found a place to live that fast. Man, my man had a story to tell. Sheesh. <laughs> but the point still being broke with her immediately because he knew what was up. And uh, same for you. fold uh, some four, nine, nine, five. Don't don't kick with this chick. Uh, Reddit also said this person is not the asshole. They, they say we signed off on that. one. Last one. Am I the asshole for telling my friend that my sex life has nothing to do with her? This is triangle as infinity. My friend Olivia, 25 female, has been living at the home of my partner, 30 male and I 26 female for about a week. And it made a mistake there, actually a few weeks, as she has had some financial problems and was evicted from her own home. That's fine. She cleans up after herself. She's respectful of house rules, etc. Anyway, she pulled me aside a couple of days ago and asked me if I if I'm really dating my partner or if we're just pretending. I asked her what put that in her head and she said that he and I never do coupley things like kissing or PDA or or etc. She also brought up the fact that we don't share a bedroom and asked if everything was okay in our sex life. I am asexual and so is my partner. My friend is not aware of this and I have not, I have not come out to anyone about this, but still, it's a weird question to ask, is it not? Also, it's ludicrous to me that she went to the, conclu- she went to the conclusion of my partner and I being in a fake relationship. I said everything was fine and that it re- it's really none of her business. She dropped it, but then yesterday she brought it up again, saying she was concerned because I seemed quite defensive and snappy when she brought up my sex life in the prior conversation. I'm not always aware of my tone of voice. I have a and autism, so I'm not very good at reading, recognizing emotions in myself. So I could well have come across as defensive without realizing and don't know. They spell realizing with an S, so they know it's up there, OK? <laughs> he then went on saying she wanted to continue the conversation and asked if I was willing, if I was waiting till marriage and whether or not my religion was forcing that I am Jewish. And she noticed I didn't seem happy about discussing it with her the last time she tried to. So it might be a difficult topic for me. I said that she was correct. I did not want to talk about it with her because, again, it's none of her business. So I'd appreciate if she stopped trying to. They also explained that I'm not an Orthodox Jew, so premarital sex isn't really a problem, at least within the community of Jews I live in. She told me I was being rude and she was looking out for me. And the least I could do was appreciate her support. She has been a victim of Christian purity culture, so I understand she was trying to help or make sure that I was okay. But I don't appreciate her still trying to talk to me about it after I told her I didn't want to. Am I the asshole? No, you're not the asshole. It's. It's weird that you think you're the asshole. You're good. That person's weird. That's also creepy. You're, you're allowed to stay at your house. They shouldn't be really up in your sauce like that. The fuck is that? About? Yeah, it's really,
1: it's really none of their goddamn business. Uh, you and your partner decide to
0: express you love. Do.
1: Yeah. Now, if you, if you were to come to them and ask them for like their thoughts or something, that's one thing, but like you don't owe them an explanation on how you choose to live your life inside your own home. Yeah.
0: Rant, rant. <laughs> so weird. Uh, no, no glow in the dark comments, but here's a, f- uh, the one that would a little chunk on it. So shadowless cat is who wrote this comment. A lot of couples sleep in separate bedrooms and there's nothing wrong with it. They're still couples and still have um, a mutually pleasing sex life. I sleep with my husband because I like, I, I like feeling close, feeling him close when I'm sleeping, but some people like their space when they sleep. Some people need white noise or silence. Some people need light or complete darkness to sleep. People are individuals and the sleep and their sleep needs don't always match up with that of their respective partners. So they sleep in different rooms. It doesn't mean their sex life is in trouble. It just means they're more intentional about it, which is kind of romantic when you think about it. Anyway, there's lots of personal accounts of sleeping habits on the on the merits of or anyone that's curious. Fair enough. Thanks for sharing that uh, person whose name I read off, but now I've scrolled away from, so I can't do nothing with. Read it uh, Reddit again. Thought this person was not the asshole, and I agree, you're not the asshole. Uh, let's head over to the realm of entertainment. Again, uh, the WGA, sag Africa are on strike. IATSE and uh, the Teamsters are also are supporting these strikes. So I'm not telling you about these shows as a as 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 a means to advertise for these uh, corporations. But I do want to, you know, I am a slightly critical of uh, uh, critique. These these things that I watch and why I watch them and so forth and so on. So I'm going to share with you some shit. Just know people are on strike and uh, they're on strike for good reasons. Here's the things I've watched in this past week. Star Trek, strange new worlds this week, this last week had a musical episode. Dan, I swear to God, I think you would love it because it's a musical. And I think you would appreciate the music in it because it's so well done. If you don't want to watch any of them, I'll tell you to watch that one episode because it's so good. The songs are really, really good. Everybody has really amazing singing voices and it's just nice. It's fun. It's a fun bit of storytelling that, and the, and the conceit for it is also baked right into the episode. And I loved it. Uh, I had the, the season finale of strange in the world. It came out today. So, uh, uh, shortly after I finished doing this very program, I'm going to go sit on my couch and enjoy it. Uh, I watched a couple of movies, uh, I, every night again, it's, it's, I'll be up just late on a Saturday and i watch some romantic comedies. I just do. One of them was Sleeping With Other People. It's Jason Sudeikis and Allison Bree from uh, Community. Great. Just a really fun movie. It's on Hulu right now if you want to check it out. It's from 2012, but it really was an enjoyable flick. Rye Lane, which is uh, I believe from this year. It's an English uh, 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 movie. You know what I'm saying? So It's British, but just a real fun uh, romantic comedy that I also enjoyed a lot of. So I would tell you to watch both of those if you're into romantic comedies. If you're not, it's okay. Still playing Zelda. I am, my goal, again, is to complete all the shrines. I am currently at 98 of 120, so I'm getting close. Uh, Found a new record shop. Just looked up uh, the other day. I was like, uh, we were just sitting around. I was like, and Vanessa's like, what are we going to do today? I'm like, am ah, like, let's go check out some of this. I, I said, let's go check out this record shop. Uh, Late Night Records over on West 25th and Walton. That is one street north of Clark, if you're on the west side of Cleveland. Hands down the most the best organized record shop I've ever been in my life. That man had them organized not just about not just alphabetically, but also by year. So you could just like, like I did go straight to 94 and go digging through and so forth. Also one of the most Largest and most well-appointed hip hop sections I've seen ever, and I've been to a lot of record record stores all around uh, the, the the continent of North America. It is so well done. It was hottest balls in that shop. It was. They don't got no air conditioning. I got to tell you that they had the back door open and the fan going, so it was wild hot in there. But I, I ended up walking out of there with a with a few uh, a few uh, singles, uh, a seven inch, and uh, and uh, Steely Dan's uh, Aja record. And I got that for Xander because he's been in on it in in his steely damn bag as as of late. So I got that for. But uh, yeah, Late Night Records over there on uh, West 25th at Walton, Walton, uh, off of West 25th. I'm telling you right now, if you are a record head of the local variety hey, if you're coming out of town, I don't know, to do whatever, uh, go check it out. It's a really, really, really great shop. I was very impressed with it nice bags They gave me a nice little drawstring bag he's like hey you know what i'm saying he goes i the guy was like i use mine for laundry and i'm like well thank you thanks for that recommendation but that's what i was bit i've been on this week uh box what about yourself man besides being a busy just Uh, be you know uh the only thing that i really
1: watched that wasn't wrestling was uh the super mario brothers movie
0: nice i did put that on the other night and uh did they even get out of the I don't even think they got out of New York before I fell asleep? I put it on far too late and I was like <laughs> right out codes of uh sleep on that. Oh, also, of course, last week was my anniversary, and we always watch on my anniversary uh Batman The Dark Knight Rises. You know my man Bane. I love him. Oh, uh I checked out that new Superman cartoon on it on Max. Uh what I forgot what it's called, but it's very good. Uh there it's it's still rolling out episodes, but the first six episodes are up. And they're all real good. And also we watched the first couple episodes of the new season of uh, of, of Harley Quinn, that, that cartoon, which is also really good. So I would tell you to check those out, too, if you got to get down with that. That Superman one in particular is very, very good. I was very impressed. With it. I was watching the other day. My son says, oh, yeah, this is some heat," which is uh, pretty much high praise from a young man. So take that right out with it. <laughs> uh, oh, let me pull this up over here. Uh, but you know what it is. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show wherever possible. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter if you're so inclined. I have not even been posting the show on Twitter as of late because me and Twitter's relationship is uh slowly but surely coming to a close. Although I did just send box something on Twitter. So, I mean, I, I mean, I use it. It's, it's, it's just infrequent and it's not as useful as it once was. Uh, if you want to support the show financially and have a few bucks to tossed away, you can join us on Patreon where members at the $5 and above tier get extra content each month and early access to new shows. We also have merch available on tpublic.com slash user, slash stage milk all one word. And feel free to give us a call at 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. We'd certainly love to hear from you. And hear from you, we have. This is a quick little message we got from the big homie, April. Uh Thank you so much for allowing us to hear the Father and his, and his holy crunch crew. It was great to get an update on what the, what, their plans are and how they're doing. Happy belated birthday to Lee. Thanks for sharing this experience with us and your sis. Dope. Now that was fun. But also I got an email from uh, Spotify. like saying, Hey man, people respond to your question. I was like, the fuck, as you know, we're on, we're on uh, where we were on anger, which has now become Spotify for podcasts. And uh, there's a, Q and a basically every week. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I put a Q and a Q and a in there, but oftentimes almost always I do put a poll up, but we get a look, a little Q and a little situation. And we had had a couple of Q and a answers that I didn't even know about or just people responding. And so let me jump back to this is 494, the fruit Roll Up cartel, which I believe was the episode we had Rod and Karen on. And, uh, this is from, uh, Harry, who responded saying, I'm listening to y'all first time at that. Been meaning to since I first heard Nick Ju mention y'all a while back. No better time than an episode with Rod and Karen, putting y'all in the rotation for show. Props to them. And then as I click back and, 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 uh, and the, uh, <laughs> this is from, uh, Purse Apple, which is, uh, last week's episode. Uh, I put in the, in, uh, in the, so, you know, the Q and A, you can just basically put whatever. And I put side piece, will and testament. Cause you remember we read an amateur asshole about a dude trying to put his, uh, put his lady in the, <laughs> his side piece in his will. <laughs> Carrie uh, responded to that as well and said, unless you want someone showing up to your funeral singing as we lay, you set something <laughs> aside for the side piece. <laughs> which I fully agree with Carrie. Thank you so much for, for, for chiming in on, on, on the old Spotify Q and a's. It's, it's good to hear from people uh, and, uh, listening and so forth. And thanks for getting down with what we do. I uh, hope you enjoy going forward. I will try to be better about go- going forward about putting questions. Although I did put the question in this week about, uh because we you know we talked about 33 and 21. So the poll was 33 and 21. And also I think the question was related to that as well. So, don't worry. We try to I, I try to be better about getting to them. And when the email pops up from uh, from Spotify telling me, you got a comment, go look at it. And I should probably go do that. Plus, also, I have to publish them. So they exist in like an ether until I say, OK, share this with the world. And so I need to uh, one, probably turn that off, because like if you want to comment, comment on them shits. I shouldn't have to, you know, check you and see if you can. So if that's an option, I have to let your comments just publish immediately. Trust me going forward. It will be that way if I can make that happen. There you go, people. Gave you a show. And again, me and Box managed to pull off two hours. I think that's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? The, the Fidolo, we said, just the two man booth, we still managed to do a pretty substantial show for you. You know what I'm saying? Also, it's really. I feel,
1: I feel drained.
0: <laughs> I gave it my all. You left your orange <laughs>
1: slices.
0: <laughs> you left it all out there on the pitch. <laughs> and it's okay. I
1: gave it all up for the love of the game. <laughs> I'm even managing to do Pokemon raids while we're while we're doing this.
0: <laughs> Our missing man is, of course, of uh, 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 the 216's own uh, An- Anthony Animal Thug Tatum, who should be back next week, as far as I know. And if and and, and so we should be good to go at that point. He just like I said last week was out of town. This week, I think it was uh, parent stuff, so we should be all good to go in that regard. That is the big homie lunchbox two zero nine nine.
1: This crustle is going
0: down. <laughs> I am the internet of terror 713. You have just been podcast to and I'm certain you loved it. We will catch you next time. Peace. Oh, you know what? I just remember what I'm going to put. I need to know your opinion on the new, uh, the, the new, uh, intro. Uh, I had to tweak it because, uh, as you know, uh, Stitcher is uh is closing up shop here at the end of August and they had requested that people stop uh shouting them out. Cause they like, we ain't gonna be here no more. Just don't talk about us no more, and if you can remove <laughs> remove any mention of us from the internet. And I was like, I got you, Stitcher. It's okay, baby. So I had to finally uh I, not finally. I just I had to record a, a a new intro. And if I record a new intro, I give you new music underneath it and tweak some things and make a new all that shit's hand handmade. I didn't make the beat. The beat I did get get from the internet and uh, uh, and so forth. But uh, the the rest of it, everything else you hear, is 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 me by my hand doing some things in the background.
1: Let's just use the same presets that the gorillas
0: did. <laughs> Rock number one and see if we can blow up off of that <laughs> shit. We will see. We will see. Catch you next week, people. Peace. What happened
1: to your ass? It used to be beautiful.